0: Thank you. Hey, what's going on everybody you're just a couple minutes away from the sports done right show keep it tuned that's right sports done right Eh hey, yeah yeah what's going on everybody twenty sixteen How dare you take the princess? Oh bewan you were our only hope, man. Ah oh, Carrie Fisher Oh man, what can we say about the sweet princess? Carrie Fisher, as you know, passes away from, um, I think, what sounded like a second heart attack while she was in the hospital. But um, she has passed away at the age of 60. Wow, and I know she kind of had a rough go and whatnot, but man, 60 years old, that ain't too, and I ain't too far from looking at that number, y'all oh man but anyway carrie fisher passes away today at the age of 60 um this year sucks man in terms of taking the celebrity death in the year the the music truly has died i mean prince glenn fry from the eagles um david bowie earlier this year and now as we've heard our main man george michael will be honoring him with some music today in the breaks Man, George was a big part of the life, Uh, had Careless Whisper on the uh, quote-unquote makeout tape. Yeah, Busa, what a year, man, what a year. Anyway, Vince Wright, Sports Done Right, another Tuesday night edition. Thank you very much for joining us, appreciate the love. And my beleaguered Minnesota Golden Gophers are trailing Washington State 6-3 at halftime of the Holiday Bowl. We'll get into uh, my gopher thoughts here a little bit later on. Also in the second hour, we're hoping that Reggie Lawrence, who made his debut show today finally, sounded great, by the way. Uh, Brother Reggie, he's going to be joining us here in the second hour for a little bit. And yeah, you guessed it. If Reggie's coming on, that probably means some Tomlin talk is on the way. Uh, we'll get into it. Look, man, I, I like Tomlin. I think he's a real good coach. Uh, we'll talk about what Terry Bradshaw had to say, uh, which I totally disagree with everybody's welcome to their own opinion but it is what it is and uh terry i just disagree with you here um anybody seen rogue one that's right i'm gonna be checking that out especially now um obviously heavy hearts for princess leia carrie fisher but uh let me know if anybody's checked out rogue one i've talked to a couple of my friends that saw it they loved it absolutely loved it all right. And before I continue on again, Vince Wright, sports done right here on Spreaker.com, people. I am the big smooth, aka the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk. Um, let me just welcome some of the early risers in the chat room here. And I also want to say what up to the people who listen live to the show but aren't in the chat room. And hopefully one day will be, but um, when we get the stats back on the show, obviously there's a lot more people listening. So I want to say what up to them, the folks I hear from the upper Midwest here in North Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa. Man, we've been hearing from people in California. Obviously, all my down south folks, uh, the ATL especially, Mad shouts out, and uh, Boosa Bus over there, first one in. And by the way, his Washington teams, of course, can't use the nickname Boosa, but uh he is back in his washington team he is up in here want to welcome busa into the joint i don't have my clap sound effects here uh got a new laptop by the way from the first lady want to say the special thank you to angie hooking me up um so new equipment for the podcast here um i'll but anyway no claps are loaded just yet but anyway big l is in here vince right the sports governor what's happening man so Boosa, big l We got the very, very lovely Mocha Bella in here from South Florida, Miami, to be exact, representing the 305. I want to say what's up to you, Miss Mocha. Uh, Of course, the aforementioned first lady of Minnesota Sports Talk. That's right, my girl Angie Wright. She's up in here as well. Big said, oh, my heart feels for Big Cedric, the Raiders fan. Car down. Let's see what happens, man. I mean, you talk about when it rains, it pours. That that sucked. That sucked. I was really, really interested to see what the Raiders can do in the playoffs here. And maybe still can. We don't know. But anyway, I want to say what up to Cedric in here. DJ Queen is up in here. Uh, DJ Queen, her, and New New and the Posse doing all kinds of good stuff on the music tip there. Um, oh, did I say Posse? Apparently, you can't say Posse anymore. So if I've offended someone, please um you know take it with a grain of salt there uh who else we got in here the podcast brothers that's right x squad affiliates that's right check them out the podcast brothers um not only on x affiliates.com where you'll find all our shows but they are on itunes and other formats as well uh, hopefully we will be very very shortly here as well um oh then did I see my main man there he is part of the Minnesota Mafia from Duluth Minnesota the boxing aficionado the boxing historian of the sports done right nation we got to get a give it up for my main man Mr. RC Ronald Cameron as well all right so those are the uh, early birds in here and again thank you for tuning in we're going to have a fun show some good music um, some George Michael maybe bring back some memories for uh, us, uh older <laughs> older folk here i hate saying that about me man um all right so what else are we going to get into here tonight uh sports done right we're going to take a look at the college playoffs this weekend re i found some real interesting stats and information here um One article from the Huffington Post, a couple other articles from CBS Sports that I'd like to share some information. Um, We're going to talk about the teams involved in the playoffs. We're not going to really talk too much about Alabama, and that's, with no disrespect, meant towards Alabama. But everybody's expecting Bama to have this easy walkthrough and whatnot. So I wanted to focus on the, the other teams here. Can Washington... Do they have a chance? Obviously, no would be the answer to that. But how could they beat Alabama maybe is the better question. So we'll take a look at that. How can Washington beat Bama? We're also going to talk about how can Clemson beat Ohio State. And then we're going to end it off with um, a few reasons that um, Ohio State can possibly win this college football playoff as well. I know that's going to make the Ohio State fans in our Crowd a little happy tonight as well here on Sports Done Right. Oh, OG is uh, popped up in here as well. OG Dion, what is up, OG? Glad you can join us as well. Um, What else do we got here? Oh, yes. Um, Not only my Golden Gophers, we will expound upon the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Really going to be one of the last times. (laughs) We're probably going to talk about the Vikings here. As we know, the 5-0 has gone uh skit skedaddled everything else it is out of here the minnesota vikings are done after their last game next weekend and we'll take a look ap as i've been telling you i think he's done as a minnesota viking played his last game he's going to be out of here what do you do do um and, and let me preface this by everything or saying um this Quarterback talk is all going to depend on the progression of Teddy's knee. If Teddy is able to come back, look good and whatnot, he's going to definitely be looked at to reclaim his starting position as well as should be. Now, what do you do with Sam Bradford? Is Sam Bradford going to hang around and take money to be a backup? Doubt it. So what happens there? Also, we are going to get into this old little shenanigans that popped off here after the game, in terms of the defensive backs basically pulling a Sarah Palin and going rogue, as she would say, and basically running their own schemes during the first half, where uh, they were they had special plans set up for Jordy Nelson. They decide to do something different. Jordy Nelson goes off in the first half. When they revert to the plan, however, that Mike Zimmer had for them in the second half, Jordy Nelson only had two catches for a few yards, no touchdowns. So uh, we'll get into that. Mad things happening up in Buffalo. Again, Rex Ryan out. Who's going to get that job? Who should be looked at for that job in Buffalo? Man, a real interesting situation. You got the quarterback being benched. Who knows what's going on? Are they going to keep Tyrod Taylor? Are they going to try and maybe put him in some type of deal? I don't know, man. It's going to be a bunch of nonsense um, going on in Buffalo. But it's Buffalo. And apparently Rex Ryan's act just once again got a little old very quickly because he's only two years in, by the way, people. So, again, we're going to get into uh, NFL talk here as well. We'll talk on a couple other things as they come up. Um, Who knows, maybe the first lady, a drop on the line here for a minute, give her two cents on uh, some gopher stuff. Also, we got the Big Ten basketball season jumping off as well. So that's the other thing, too. We got Minnesota playing a very, 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 you know, it's real funny what's going on at Michigan State because it looks like the sluggishness and the disappointment of the football season is actually dragged over to the basketball team as well. And so the Gophers... We'll be playing uh, Michigan State here in the Big Ten opener. And I thought that game was tonight, but I'll check my schedule. Um, but I'm real excited for the Big Ten basketball season. I think if the Gophers can literally go uh, five hundred eight and 8 you know, they're at 12-1 uh, and one right now. They'll be at 20 wins after coming off an 8-win season. Bam, they'll definitely be in here as well. Oh, Shelly B in the house. Shelly B, what's going on? Thank you for joining us here on Sports Done Right with Vince Wright. That's me. Uh, Busa, ex-Squad affiliate as well. He says, uh, yeah, they better keep Tyrod. I hope so, too. I think he, he's progressing very nicely. I think he's going in the right direction. Crowd favorite. Um, good guy. I really hope it can work out for him there. And I, I don't, you know, I understand maybe wanting to protect them. It's the last game. They're not going anywhere, but he needs to be there. And if I was the owner of Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor would be in my plans. All right. So um, what else do we got going on here? Like I said, uh, we got the Vikings. We got Rex Ryan talk that we're going to get into. Oh, and the name of the show, Lions, Tigers, and Cowboys. Oh, my. Um, Goes without saying, we saw what Detroit did, or Detroit, (laughs) we saw what Dallas did to Detroit last night, man, you know, I grew up hating this team, that'd be them Cowboys, but you know, it it really is just refreshing, I guess is the good word, to see what's going on with Prescott, with um, Elliott down there in Dallas, they're not going to turn me into Cowboy fans, man, but I'm really, really rooting for those guys. You know, I didn't, I didn't think obviously they'd have this success early on. Ezekiel Elliott too, um, he seems to have gotten faster to me. And I know <laughs> that that's, uh, not the case, but he's seen, man, some of these breakaway touchdowns he's had has really been impressive. Dak Prescott, I mean, they, they're, they're looking at having a probable MVP rookie of the year duo you know batman and robin style man so um props to them what's going on in dallas Uh, i was going to try and get my man ben setathon but you know things have just been so busy with the gov obviously we're coming off of uh the the holiday weekend Merry Christmas to everybody out there, by the way, as well. Belated Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a joyous and safe New Year because we need to get out of 2016, man. 2016, Grim Reaper taking everybody. All right, so with that being said, um, yeah, so we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about Detroit. Big game with Green Bay for all the marbles here in the NFC North. And, and folks, ain't that something? Now, I've had a few people get at me on Twitter kind of talking about this Green Bay thing. I told you, all of a sudden, here they come. Now, they're coming out of nowhere. We had them dead to rights. Everybody thought Green Bay was done, and here they are playing Detroit and probably going to be favored against Detroit after the, the past couple weeks here. And if they win, Green Bay's champions. Look at that. Detroit will be gone. Oh, boy. It is what it is, man. Uh, Big L says, Lions got to bear down. Them young guns balling. Busa says, I hate the cowgirls, but damn. Yeah, absolutely, Busa. You got to give them respect. Um, Yeah, he's, yeah, Busa was at the game. He saw him in person. Very impressive, he says. No parking on the dance floor. Uh Uh-oh, let me hear you beep that horn, girl. Shelly B, (laughs) we know who you are. Anyway, uh, Vince Wright again, Sports Done Right.
1: You
2: are listening to Sports Done Right with your host, Vince Wright, right here on Spreaker.com.
0: That's me. All right, folks, um, what else do we got going on here? Well, let's do this. We're almost 25 minutes in. When I get back from our first break, because I do want to play a little George Michael and kind of honor one of my favorite artists kind of growing up in those late 80s and 90s. Um, we used to have a whole bunch of 12-inch remixes. We used to do some mad mixes at uh, back in the college days and whatnot. Oh, hold on here. We got a call coming through. Caller, thank you for calling in. Who do we got on the line? Hello? caller are you there all right maybe not okay so anyway folks let's do this here vince Wright, let's get our first break in and just kind of get that out the way i'm going to reset when we come back we are going to get into the college football side of things first I'll expound a little bit more on the Gophers and what they're possibly looking at after this holiday ball. Maybe looking for a new coach. And by the way, is the Michigan, uh, or excuse me, Western Michigan coach on their radar. He is. Maybe some backdoor deals going down from sources that I know. Oh, let's try the call here one last time. Caller, are you there? Hello, Caller. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Whoops. Can you hear me, caller? Oh, I guess not. Kind of sounded like Grego a little bit. Well, we'll we'll test these phone lines here as well. So um, let's do this. Let's get a break in. I'm Vince Wright, sports governor. We'll be back very, very shortly, by the way. With some sports talk, amongst other things, we're also going to talk about, oh, well, we'll see. Reggie, I'm going to save it for Reggie because I know he's got his Tomlin talk in here. A couple things from the chat room. Busa, you crack me up, (laughs) Shelly. Busa says, Shelly, please send me the pick. I need a closer look. All right, let's try it one last time here. Hey, caller, can you hear me? Hold on one second here, caller. Again, Vince Wright, doing things on the fly here at Sports Done right? Oh, man, this is funny. All right, let's try this. Caller, can you hear me?
3: Hey, Vince Wright. Yes. Trey
0: Frazier. Hey, what up, Trey? Sorry about that, man. I just got some new equipment here. And uh, finally got the mic fixed up. Anyway, folks, Barbershop Sports Show. Trey Frazier in the house. What up, Trey?
3: What's going on, Vince Wright?
0: Not much, man. Not much, man. Just chilling, trying to uh, watch these pathetic gophers of mine. Just it's, it's tough being a Minnesota sports fan, bro.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace to those Minnesota Vikings, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I, I've never seen a team quit as badly as they did um, in that Packers game, and specifically against the Colts uh, a week ago, man. Um, that was just pathetic to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, and that's, the, that's the point, Trey, because here's the thing, man. With so much on the line, I mean, basically your season on the line, bro, to come out and lay that goose egg like they did a, a couple weeks ago and then to kind of follow it up with this nonsense this past week, man. You know, again, it just kind of goes to to being a Minnesota sports fan and why people feel that we're cursed up here.
3: Yeah, and 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 the funny thing about it was, I was telling Maestro the other week was once they announced that Adrian Peterson was going to come back and try to play, and I think their record was um, what was their record? What were they? Seven and six or yeah, yeah,
0: yep, six, yep, like seven that. and six, I think. And, and
3: yeah, and I I, I thought that that was going to be the game against the Colts I thought that that was going to be the game where their best player on offense and possibly their best player on that team was going to spark that entire team and they could go on a, a run to win that right. NFC North Absolutely. and 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 he only got what six carries for I mm-hmm. think so 22 something yards 22
0: 23 yards exactly
1: you yeah, know Trey,
0: yeah, I, yeah I, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. But um, from friends that were at the game, the place they said was so hype, and then would, and then you throw on top of that, AP coming back. Literally, he said it felt like it was like the Super Bowl pregame, and then obviously we, Bru- you know, we saw what happened. But yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah. I hear you.
3: Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, tough. Uh, well, I, I forgot to tell you, Merry Christmas and. Uh, Happy holidays. Same happy to you, holidays. It was great. You and you know, you and the family and everything like that. Uh, not so great for me on a on a sports day, particularly on Christmas, man. Um, I had two of my favorite teams play on Christmas. I had the New York Knicks going up against the Celtics Ooh, earlier that yes. afternoon and um they didn't come to show up. Um right. I think they lost by five, but the score didn't really indicate how dominated they got at the garden um they didn't show up on defense uh that was kind of frightening to see and then um my baltimore ravens man uh <laughs> yeah we, we go got quarter
0: we got mocha in the chat room here trey. that was her, her first question ask asked trey about them ravens
3: yeah yeah i know i know um <laughs> we, we we go into the fourth quarter up by ten points, is twenty to ten, mm-hmm. and I, I think the turning point in that game. I don't know if you got a chance to watch that game, then,
0: no, but no, just um, yeah, just a very little bit.
3: Okay, but it the the pass interference, and they threw it to some no name receiver on the Steelers, and our rookie cornerback got called for pass interference, oh, okay. and that was the turning point. In that entire game, in, in pretty much that fourth quarter, um, the Steelers converted on touchdowns on 75-yard drives, a 90-yard drive, and that final drive after we went up um, 27-24. In okay. the final minute, 18 seconds, and they, they go down the field 75 yards, and Antonio Brown sticks that ball in the end zone for the touchdown, yeah, and that was all she yeah. Um, yeah, that
0: season's
3: tough. Yeah, yeah, really, really tough, tough loss, man. Um, I've I, I've been around some tough losses. Um, I mean, just with all my sports teams, you know, I'm a Yankees fan, I'm a Knicks right. fan, yep. I'm a Ravens fan, and 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 in my thirty plus years of being a sports fan, I've I've, I've watched Patrick Ewing miss a finger roll in Game Seven years ago.
0: Oh, that, I've you, you know that I've game was actually Mariano. yeah that game was actually on not too long ago it was on a couple of weeks ago on the NBA channel I watched it and and to this day Trey I, every time I see the highlights or just the replay I still think that ball's going in
3: yeah not I mean nine times out of ten that that ball goes in um, you know I, you talk about that you talk about Reggie Miller's six points in three
2: seconds
3: mm-hmm. um, that year. Um, you, you talk about Mariano's blown save in the 2001 World Series. Right. I've seen the Yankees blow a 3 the nothing series leading the ALCS to the Red Sox in '04, and then of course with the Ravens, I've seen the catch that wasn't by Lee Evans in the <laughs> right. 2011 championship game against the Patriots, and then the missed field goal by Condis. Um. That loss on Christmas um, is probably one of the worst pain-killing, heart-wrenching losses that you could definitely put up there. I mean, for a regular season game like that where everything was on the line, division title on the line, playoffs on the line, and the defense basically decided, you know what, we're not going to scheme anymore. We're just going to protect the lead. and. Usually when you play prevent defense, you're not preventing anything.
0: And, you know, Trey, speaking of your Ravens, man, because they did a great job, you know, within the division here this year. They had issues outside of their division, and that's what caught up to them, too, in the end.
3: Yeah, um, we went 4-0 before, you know, this Steelers was lost. Um, I look back at the season, and I look back at some of those Um, some of those games in that four-game losing streak. Um, The Oakland game, which I think was pretty legit. Oakland turned out to be a pretty good team. Um, The Giants game where we let Odell Beckham free at the end. Giants turned out to be a good team. The two games I look at is the Redskins game and the game against the Jets. Um, When when you look back on the season, those are two games where you're like, we had to have those games. We, we get those two Ws. We're, we're not in the situation. We're probably AFC North chance at this point. Right,
0: And also, too, I mean, the week before that, too, as I was checking out the schedule here, I mean, that loss to the Giants. I mean, it's part of a four-game losing streak, but, you know, that Giants game was close. Um, the Jets game, um, you know, like we talked about Washington, that Oakland game was just a point loss, too, and that, that went down to the end. So it really yeah. could have gone the other way for your squad, too, there, Trey.
3: Yeah, absolutely. All those games were one-possession games. And, you know, just kind of comparing the Steeler loss to those losses earlier in the season, how many times have we we seen this offense, and this offense has been kind of criticized all season long, but you give them credit when they... They put together a championship drive, right. they put together a seven minute drive against the Steelers. They take the lead and your number five or your top five defense, all they gotta do is get a stop, and they just couldn't do it. We've we, we've seen that many a times this season. We saw it against the Raiders earlier this season and then we saw it against the Giants.
2: Right. Um
3: as as far as I'm concerned, they're gonna have to they got to figure out who's going to run the offense next season because I don't think Marty Morningwig is a guy right, that they yeah. want out there so throwing having black off for the ball fifty times a game. And and defensively, man, um, I'm you know God bless Terrell Suggs and Elvis Dumerville, right, but those guys yeah. are old guys, and you can't have old guys be your best pass yeah, rushers. Like
2: right. I'm
3: looking for, I'm looking for that Khalil Mack. You, you know what I'm saying? We, yeah, we don't absolutely. have that guy you know, that can, you know, rush the passer in the fourth
0: quarter. We don't have that guy. You know, that's a very good point. And, you know, also your receiver, Steve Smith, stepping aside now too. I mean, you know, he's definitely, you know, had some good games and whatnot there. Um, So you're going to have to take a look at receivers, you know, Kamar Aiken as well. Um, are they gonna start getting him involved or is there something going on with him? Um, do you know anything about uh what's going on with him at all? Any word out there from the Ravens fan?
3: Um, from a from a fan perspective, I'm disappointed that Steve Smith has to kinda end his career on this on this type of loss. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I wanted to try to go get the Super Bowl for him and um I was hoping we, we get this game, we beat Cincinnati next week, we're in the playoffs, and anything can happen. I, I, I wanted Steve to get that ring, and unfortunately, if he really means that this is going to be it for him, that, you know, we, we're unable to cash in for him. And as far as Kamar Aiken's concerned, um, I think what you're going to see is they'll probably re-sign him to, like, a friendly deal if nobody else offers him more money, and he's going to have to be the guy that steps in for Steve Smith, so I think he can do some of the things that Steve Smith can. Um, obviously, not being the rah-rah guy mm-hmm. that Steve Smith is, and and Vince, the bottom line is when when I look at the roster for the Ravens, we don't have superstars. Um, we don't have guys that can change a game, that can break a game open. Okay. Like I look at I look at the game against the Giants. And they got one game changer, despite the fact that the Giants' offense has not been what people expected. They got ODB. That's the guy that can break the game open. On defense, like I said earlier, we don't have that elite pass rusher that can change the game in the fourth quarter. I watched the um, I watched the Oakland Raider Carolina Panther game a few weeks ago, and I watched the Panthers try to drive down the field to I guess. I guess we were in a situation where they were trying to tie try it or take mm-hmm. the lead. Okay. And Oakland's defense came up big. Why? Because they got an elite pass rusher in Khalil Mack. Right. We don't have that guy on the defense
0: right now. Um, what do you what do you think, think of, stars? What do you think about Zach Orr?
3: Um, I like Zachary Orr. Um, I, I like the fact that um he's you know, he's coming along strong. It's just mm-hmm. that I just think there's some inconsistencies because they kind of shuffle him and, you know, shuffle him and out of the lineup. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. He
3: doesn't get the reps as, as, as much as he should, but I know, but I like Zachary Orr. um, I like this kid Judon that they drafted. Um, these guys, again, these guys have to, they gotta get snaps. They gotta get reps. Um, otherwise you're not going to see the full potential in these guys.
0: No, I, uh, you're absolutely right. and, You know, like you said about with Terrell Suggs and whatnot, you got some older folks on the defense out there, got to restock. That's probably, you know, Vikings got a little bit of that issue here as well, too. You know, we got a few older players we're going to have to take a look at on our defense, too. Um, You know, Trey, Trey, let me ask you this, because, you know, I listen to your guys' show, enjoy it a lot, folks, sports talk, uh, or excuse me, barbershop (laughs) sports talk um, show here. Trey let me ask you this man because you're in this division and I'm sick of my co-host on the other show Reggie Lawrence always talking about Mike Tomlin (laughs) from just your point of view man Ravens fan you know someone obviously who plays Pittsburgh twice a year and obviously you know your sports what do you think about the head coach of the Steelers you know everything obviously with Terry Bradshaw kind of popping off this week as well what are your thoughts on Mike Tomlin
3: well, I think Mike Tomlin is a different type of coach, um, different than what you see from Bill Belichick, from guys like Andy Reid, Pete mm-hmm. Carroll, and 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 what I mean by he's a different type of coach. He's a he's a players' coach. He, he's a guy that's like he's like one of those, and and I mean it's no I mean it's in a nice way. He's one of those like high school college coaches that pretty much is going to try to gain any advantage that he can. Right. I'll give you a good example. Um, a, few, a couple of years ago, uh, it's Raven Steelers in Baltimore on a Thanksgiving night, and Jacoby Jones runs back this kickoff return, and I'm sure you've heard the story where Tomlin kind of was on the sideline or had his foot halfway on the field and Tried to trip Jacoby Jones as he was coming in for the touchdown and slowed his momentum down.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: like those types of things, like those type of edges that um, that he'll subliminally show. Um, is I think that's what makes him the coach that he is. Um, overall, I think Mike Tomlin has done a great job with what he's done with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it's sad for me to say, but I, I got to give credit where it's where it's due. Um, I mean, despite the fact that some people would say that he inherited Bill Cowers players, he inherited Ben Roethlisberger, he inherited uh, James Harrison, and, and a couple of those other guys that were still there, Hines Ward, just to name a few. But um, you can't deny um, winning season after winning season, two trips to the Super Bowl, um, one Super Bowl title, and, and right. they've, you know they've had a few down seasons here and there i know they had some down seasons 2012, 2013 yeah. 2009 yeah. just oh, a yeah. few but um i mean but for the most part um they they, they stay consistent um i don't know right. what harry blastall is thinking about i don't know what uh i don't know what vodka he's drinking but uh, yeah. i don't know I, <laughs> thank you you know what i'm saying i, I Maybe maybe he was just trying to amp the Steelers up or something. I I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I have no idea. You know, wrong. Trey.
0: Yeah, I I kind of went the same way too. You know, I, my my dad, my dad's family's from the Pittsburgh area, so I grew up with the Steeler love. I was a Steeler fan for a long time growing up. Loved Terry Bradshaw and the whole squad, obviously on their run. But man, I had no idea where this came from. Um, you know, Terry said some goofy things before and obviously with uh, Tomlin's response today and uh, referencing Hollywood Henderson um, going right. back, yeah, you know, going back at him. But I, I just didn't get where it came from. You know, I, is he a perfect coach? No, of course not. But in this day and age, Trey, where coaches, you know, I mean, look what's going on with Rex Ryan up in Buffalo. And I mean, how many other yeah. coaching scenarios we can name? The Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. got a steady ship in the storm. And, you know, for some people, that's just not good enough, I guess.
3: Yeah, you know, usually those, and just to kind of bring up the Rex Ryan situation a bit, you have these organizations that are impatient. Um, The Buffalo Bills have been irrelevant for the last 16, 17 years. Um, I mean, they haven't been to the playoffs this millennium yet. I mean, that, that should tell you how dysfunctional that organization is. Um. And, and and I hate the fact that they're going to bench Tyrod for this last game. Uh,
0: you know, uh, really, I, I, I really, yeah, I don't I don't get that at all. I don't know what's going on with that.
3: Yeah, I, I, I hate that. I, I get that. There's some kind of clause in his contract to where if he gets injured, then they got to pay him this amount of money. And and we've seen the injuries that Derek Carr, Mariota, to Tyler Lockett um, in those games last week. We 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 get that, but. Tyrod Taylor to me was the best quarterback that Rex Ryan has ever coached, in, in my opinion, even better than Mark San- Sanchez, um, better than Geno Smith. Um, Tyrod Taylor to me just needs that the, that stable organization that's going to give him, a, a, you know, a few years to work on his craft. I, I, I really feel like that. I just don't think Buffalo is that place for him because there's just so many ins and outs. I mean, you've got teams that are going under new ownership. You've got teams going under new general managers, new coaches. And that, that, there's so many changes that you can um, go through. And and it, and they it, it kind of like Geno Smith with the Jets. They changed the coach and the GM, and you, you, they hardly get an opportunity. Now, Geno messed that up himself. I mean, we, we've been down that road already. We've right. talked about that. But, um, but I'm I'm just saying that for for these young quarterbacks, um, you know, particularly these African American quarterbacks, yep. they need a stable organization that's not going to quit on the coach, that's not going to quit right. on the GM, that's not going to quit on the because
0: process. exactly because those quarterbacks, the African American quarterback in particular, is not going to get the multiple opportunities that their counterparts get. So Absolutely. what you're saying is, cru- is crucial.
3: Yeah, I'll give you a good example. When Donovan McNabb got drafted in 99, who was the coach? Andy Reid. How many years were Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb tied to the hit? You know what I'm exactly. saying? Or when Steve McNair um, got drafted with the Oilers, who was the head coach? It was Chef Fisher. How many years did they spend together?
0: Yeah, um, you know Yep. and apparently it didn't end well with them. But, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm of, just
3: saying from the starting standpoint and right. just trying to build the team, build it around the quarterback, keep the head coach, keep the GM, right, have stability. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, stability. I mean, and it's, it's key because we're talking about quarterbacks, which is the most important position on the field, and you got to have it. Now, Trey, let me ask you this, man, while I got you on here. Folks, and again, Trey Frazier, um, you know him, you love him. You can find him, He is uh, actually half of the barber or Barbershop Sports Talk podcast on Spreaker.com. Him and Maestro doing big things. Got a hell of a show. Great host, great information. So make sure not only that you listen to these guys and these um these cats here, man, but make sure you're following in their show on Twitter, because much like I say about my show, you'll get live updates on when they go live as well. But Trey, since Jersey Vernon, we got to say um, again, we're sending prayers out for Jersey's mom. Um, she's been in the hospital Absolutely. here yep, for the past few days. So I want to use you since Jersey um, isn't going to be with us this evening as kind of the New York stand in. And let's talk real quick about these New York Knicks. What are you seeing here? We're about a quarter of the way, just a little bit more than a quarter of the way into the season. Um, New York, you got Derrick Rose now. What are you seeing from your squad, and what would you want to see in order for them to take the next step and, and really get back to them playoffs?
3: Well, um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to what I mentioned earlier about watching them on Christmas Day. Um, I felt like that was the first time I was able to kind of watch a Knicks game from beginning to end, you know, obviously because of the football season being what it is, I I got a chance to watch them for the first time, you know, from beginning to end. And the thing that I'm noticing is Joe Noah, who also was one of the new guys that they signed to a four-year contract. And, man, I got to tell you, he is not playing the way he was when he was in Chicago all these years. To me, Joe Noah is a rim protector. He protects okay, the yeah. paint, he protects the post. And as I'm watching the game against the Celtics the other day, he's defending the perimeter and I'm like, dude, that's not your that's not your strength. That's not where you belong. Um, I mean we we gave up I think about forty eight paint points to the Celtics. Um, that's just not that's not his game. Right. Um, I don't I don't wanna see Joe Noah defending three-point shots. i want to see him protecting the rim at mm-hmm. all times. Yep. Um, that that might be one mistake that they might have made in the offseason was to sign him to a four-year deal. And then to combine that with the fact that he's very injury-prone. I know we had a couple yep. seasons with the Bulls where he sat out a, few, a lot of games. So that was a risk right there. But everywhere else on the team, I, I, I kind of like, man. I, I love okay. the Derrick Rose signing because it's basically it's basically a one-year deal. So, you know, you're going to get as much out of him as you can. I like the Courtney Lee signing, even though mm-hmm. he doesn't provide you a lot of offense. He's more there for, you know, defending the, right. you know, the yep. opposing That's... team's best player. Yep. Um, Mellow's going to be Mellow. Um Man, I love the kid, Porzingis, Man, I mean that that kid's gonna be something special, man. He he might be the next, you know, version of Dirk Nowitzki. You know, if he continues to develop and um, you know continues to play, you know, play as well as he did his first year. Um, the bench is okay. Um, Kylo Quinn is, um, you know, he's he's providing that spark off the bench, right? And, and quite frankly, bench. Um, there, there, there's so much of a better lineup when um, when Noah's on the bench. And you've got Porzingis at the five, Melo at the four, and then um, you have um, Brandon Jennings coming off the bench, you know, to you know, spar for Derrick Rose. They, they, they play a better um, offensive flow when, you know, when Noah's on the bench. So they're going to have a tough time trying to figure out how to make it work when Noah Noah's in the lineup. That, exactly. that's just my
0: two internet. that's cool well trade man listen man first off thank you so much for popping on here i'm going to let you go so i think we got reggie going he's going to be calling in here very shortly to get after tomlin but again man um you know first off hell of a show um you know with my job thank now you, i i don't get to kind of listen to all the all of our shows when i like to so, I'm always uh-huh. kind of catching stuff on demand and whatnot. And that's the great thing about Spreaker, you know, putting these shows on demand so we can listen to them anytime. But, I mean, okay. honestly, bro, I just wanted you guys to know you and Maestro. I really love listening to your show. You guys bring up great points. I love when you guys got, you know, kind of get at it with each other there as well. So, man, keep doing what you're doing, man, because you guys got a great product oh, over there at the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast.
3: Thanks a lot, Ben. So I appreciate it. And uh, great job to you and uh, dollars and cents as well, man. Keep up the great work and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little
0: later. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We got a lot of stuff after the first of the year that we got to get caught up on. And I love to get your opinions on the show, man.
3: Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, uh, not a problem. Thanks for calling in.
3: All right. Appreciate okay. It.
0: Take care. All, All right, you- folks. That was Trey Frazier. Half of the barbershop sports talk podcast again you can find them on spreaker.com as well um, they do a great show over there um, maestro styles trey frazier doing big things man again that's the barbershop sports talk podcast and uh, along with my X squad affiliates as well here um, they're doing big things as well So let's get into our break We're going to come back We're going to get into some college football talk We may be hearing from Reggie here as well um, With that being said This is the sports governor, Vince Wright And I'll be right back to you on Spreaker.com And xquadaffiliates.com as well The bottom of the show The the
2: Show Eat, sleeping, grind, show, show, the cooking with the wine, boy, show, 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 the lonely hearts, cafe, show, 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 the spicy conversations show, show, the sports gun with rain, show, 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 the sports and water, show, show, the chicken, and she show, show,
4: media, and entertainment network. Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's
2: essential. It's essential. With
4: Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day.
2: Healthy kids. Healthy kids.
4: But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60 because great things happen when we live united.
2: Donate.
4: Donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. No Tricks in 86. It's time to build. Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk. It's guy talk. It's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world-famous two live stews, Doug Stewart, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained, huh?
1: We don't take orders from Super Fools. We give them any and all resistance
2: will crumble nonsense there's never been a threat squad they couldn't
3: handle it is the purpose of the nurse
2: squad
3: they to align our
4: infamous forces against the powers of good and defeat them leaving us
0: the rulers of the world <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota, and I want to thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. Make sure you're checking us out on all of our platforms, whether it's Spreaker.com, Affiliates.com. We're also heard on the Steward Media and Entertainment Network, so keep it tuned here. More great things coming from Sports Done Right.
1: are in and it's official he's minnesota's number one sports color commentator (laughs) the people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right with the governor of sports talk the honorable vince wright now let's get back to the show
0: hey what's going on everybody vince wright sports done right your sports governor Happy to report the Gophers on the score have just jumped up on Washington State 10 to 6. A battle of two 8 and 4 teams. Uh, Mike Leach, former Texas Tech head coach, uh, doing big things up at Washington State, turning that program around. And, um, you know, kind of a, a defensive uh, battle going here. Gophers defensively looking pretty good. Uh, The players that have actually filled in for the suspended players are doing a very good job as well. So we'll see what happens here. But ladies and gentlemen, on the line with us, you know him as the, the other half of the Sports and More show that we do. He is the host with the most. He may be five foot six, but hey, the guy don't take no tricks, man. The one and only DJ Dollars and Cents on the line. What up, Big Reg?
3: what's going on Vince how
0: you doing brother hey man I am doing great glad to have you here as always my friend well hey man let's just get into it and folks again Vince Wright Sports Done Right um, I'll be in that chat room here in just a minute but Reggie is uh, taking some time out of his evening here so I want to get right to it with him and um, we may be having a call in, in a little bit here uh, with Reggie's friend yeah. brother that he had, that was in the chat room earlier so, Reg, hey, man, again, the Tomlin stuff, you know, it's kind of been yeah. coming to a head this week. Now, look, I ain't sitting here, and I'm not talking shit to you about, you know, I, I, and I know everybody gives you grief. I'm one of them about your, let's just say, dislike for the head coach of your favorite team.
3: Um, I would how, how you call it with- dislike. <laughs> I mean, Although, I, don't,
0: I don't dislike the man. Oh, In a football sense, in a football sense. But let me ask you this, yeah. obviously, Terry Bradshaw came out and, you know, I sent you the story when it broke and everything because he kind of mirrored some of the same things you said. So I just obviously wanted to get your take on the Terry Bra- or Terry Bradshaw quote, um, what he had to say about Tomlin. Tomlin, obviously going back at him today with the Hollywood Henderson reference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and for the folks out there who aren't familiar with that, Hollywood Henderson's you know, back in the day was a defensive uh, linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. He's the guy that infamously said, Terry Bradshaw so dumb, he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the T. So that's where that comes from, from Mike Tomlin. But go ahead, Brother Reg, uh, give the folks your thought here on Sports Done Right. I
3: mean, again, everybody is, you know, Say that I that I hate the guy or or he should be fired, and I never said that. I just simply say that um, you know he should be held more accountable for some of the poor decisions um, that he routinely makes, and the lack of preparation, and and the the continual losses to sub five hundred to really bad teams year in and year out, and it's fool's gold. I mean, when you um, you know when you have talent that that you get from another squad, um, <laughs> from your previous head coach, along with franchise quarterback, you should be good. I mean, name me a, a, a head coach who's had, who, you know, who's taken over more talent than built right. uh, than Mike Tomlin has. Yep. Good point. I, I mean, and I rolled out a list. I I posted something a while back. Is that you know when I looked at some of the quarterbacks again. Is it and I'm not saying Bill Cowers is his great coach either, but uh, Bill Cowers had Bubby Brister, um Mike Tomczak, Neil O'Donnell, Cordell Stewart, um just i mean a bunch of players that you've never even heard of okay and mm-hmm. and it wasn't until he actually you know got a franchise quarterback he, though he didn't want to draft him, they picked Big Ben, and then Big Ben took him to his Super Bowl wanted his second year. But what people don't and I you know, I I wish my frat brother he said he was gonna call in at nine forty five so I you know, we may rehash it. But Mm -hmm. the only thing I've been saying is that do your homework. Do your homework. Look at all the um defensive players that Cower had um that he didn't necessarily inherit, but he had guys like Ike Taylor, Deshae Townsend he had a young, young Troy Palomano, Hall of Famer. He had Casey Hampton. He had Jason Gilding. He had Kevin Green. He had um you know, uh let's see here. Uh I mean just this ridiculous linebacker, James Harrison, Larry Foote, you know, he had all he inherited all these guys that were right in the prime of their career when he took over so he took over a defense that was absolutely stacked and then he had the luxury of having a franchise quarterback in his third year so that's all I'm saying is that you know he he is a good coach but let's not give him all the credit in the world and he is pretty Teflon when it comes to some of the the decisions and some of the you know players and and, and some of the, the things that happened but when you have that team, that type of talent in that quarterback you should go to the playoffs X amount of years. You should win X amount of games. I mean, I'm not disputing that, but you should, in my opinion, you should. there should be more. There should have been more than just one Super Bowl win. There should have been at least two or three, okay? And you just can't lose some of these inexcusable games, and then you just cough away some of these games. And that's all I've been saying is that, um, you know, he, he's not a cheerleader, but... That's it. I mean, the stats show it, and I can pull it up, and and, and I you know I don't necessarily speak with, without doing some research.
0: No, so, I know I people, know you don't. Go really ahead, Jay. sorry. And and no, I, that's what I'm saying, and that's why I wanted to give you get you in here because you know we have a lot of fun with it and all that stuff, but I wanted to kind of take a serious tone with it this week yeah. because I I know how. You know, you as a Steelers fan, how and and also just as now a kind of, you know, a radio host and a sports show host, you know, I know this is how you feel. So I just kind of wanted to take a step back tonight from the kidding and and the joking that we kind of give you along with this and really just kind of give you the floor to speak it because, uh, you know, I I may disagree with you on, on certain aspects of it. Sure. But, you know, yeah, there's definitely been questionable play calling as there is with, you know, a whole bunch of coaches out there. Um, yeah. You know, there's definitely been some times in his uh, tenure, uh, 2012 and 13, yeah. you know, they were, I think, just about 500 teams. So, yeah, it's definitely not been all pe- peaches and cream. Let, but let me ask you this, because we talk about um, him being accountable. Do you feel the Rooney family gives him – for lack of a better term, bro, a free pass in Pittsburgh, and and and, and do they need to kind of you know kind of you know get on them a little bit more out there?
3: Um, you know, that's that's not really in the Rooney's nature. I mean, the Rooney's have always been owners that really decided to take a step back, and they and they wanted to um, not be known as that meddlesome owner, and they were like that with Bill Coward, too. Don't get me wrong. Okay, so, you know, Cower had his issues too, but um, that's just that um, their franchise has been lucky that they've had owners who prefer to stay in the limelight and not get involved in that and not get involved in the mud and, and to put their head coach, you know, on the spot. So I wouldn't say they've given Tom on a free pass. They've basically done the same thing that they've done, you know, with Cower and Chuck Noll. They just choose to stay out of the situation, you know, to be honest and let him do his thing. You know, there was times where they were, you know, upset at, at, at Tomlin.
1: You know, there was
3: situations where, you know, they were very, very embarrassed, with, like with the incident where he stepped on the field and, and he tripped a player. That was a huge embarrassment to the Steelers organization and never had anything like that happen before. But, you know, um, they get a little restless, but, you know, no, I don't, I don't necessarily think they've given him a free pass. It's okay. the fans, you know, it's the fans. I think you know, when you look at, um, it's just kind of interesting is that, you know, everyone talks about the people hate Tom and that's not the case. Um, right. no one really wanted him to bring Michael Vick in. So that just shows you how much clout that he has and how much clout that the Rooney's white or black, they give their head coaches and, and their their personnel. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of where where it's been. Um, you know, dollars. It, it,
0: no, yeah. no, no. Finish your thought, man. I'm sorry.
3: No, I was just kind of looking. I know JB is uh, JB making yeah, fun of me. He, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wanted
0: I wanted to ask you that next. Uh, JB yeah. Jennings, by the way, what's up? Um, uh, repping his Tampa Bay Buccaneers and his Avi here on the uh, Sports Done Right. JB says mm-hmm. indeed dollars, but Pittsburgh has had to go through Brady and Manning for the past ten years. And and Reg, is that something that we forget hmm. about here? I mean. You know, when I was growing up, you know, love Dr. J Philadelphia 76ers had a championship team, but they had they couldn't get through, you know, the Celtics, um, you know, the what? New York Knicks back in the 80s and 90s couldn't get through the Bulls, you know, so on, and so forth. Um, I think there's something to be said for that, because obviously in New England, regardless if we want to say they're cheaters or whatever. It's going down in the books as of right now that they're one of the most dominant teams here, obviously, of the past 15 years with Brady, Manning with the Colts. How do you how feel about JB's question?
3: Well, JB, first off, it's interesting that JB Jennings says Dollars is, is a spoiled Steelers fan, and that's not the case because, you know, just because I hold somebody accountable doesn't make me spoiled. Um, but here's the problem how many Super Bowls has Manning had? And Barbershop hit it right on the head. He actually they, they haven't really had to go through Manning. Manning has been okay. How many Super Bowl does he have? One, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Over okay. on that side of town. For to yeah.
3: Right. And how many is Brady had? I mean Brady's got what? Two would yeah, get two or three.
0: Uh what does Brady so, have? Three. Or no, don't does he have four?
3: Uh, I don't think he has four. I think he has three. I, well, I, I, anybody I, I, in the chat room,
0: obviously, that's right up Greg's alley. So if Greg goes out there listening, I, he is definitely going to let us know that. Um, but go ahead, sir. Finish your thought.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, so, so okay. And it Artists is four, said, by has, the way. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not, I'm, here's what people, again, what people that don't follow the Steelers on a regular. I'm not a spoiled fan. But what I do like is I like good football. Like I don't have a problem with the Steelers being beat or getting their butt kicked by a team well coached. But what I do have a problem with Steelers fans or whoever do they do have problems, um oh, my friend was gonna call. Um, but what people do have a problem with is that when you lose to mediocre teams and you, you you lose games that you should win, that you're not prepared. That is where my problem is. It's not the fact that he's a, you know, a, a bad coach. I just keep saying that when you have top-notch talent, it hides all your flaws. Right. It really does. We shall see once Brady leaves, you know, I mean, it, you have a great quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers hides the flaws of Green Bay. That's all I'm saying, you know. I mean, I don't, didn't expect him to have four Super Bowls, but I don't expect to lose to, again, I've never seen it ever. It's one of the worst losses in Pittsburgh history last year. I'm going to reiterate. You had a Baltimore Ravens team, okay, that was on their third or fourth-string quarterback. They got Ryan Mallett, who was actually on the bench, okay, just two weeks out. They were done. They lost their receivers. They lost their running back, Suggs was done, um, the, the other um, uh, defense, half their defense was done, and they lose to the Ravens. Right? Like those are that, Those are the games that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, like, you know, not winning a Super Bowl every single year. That's not being spoiled. That's just, you know, saying, hey, you know, come on, man. Right. You're, you're getting paid a million, and you just can't continue to lose to sub-500 teams. You saw the game, Ben. Did you watch the game this weekend? A little bit. Did they look prepared to you that first half then?
0: Like I said, I only caught a little bit of Reg. That's why, okay. I, I, you know, I, I'll defer to you because I didn't see enough of the game to really speak on it. But, Reg, before you continue your thought, yeah. because our main man's sure. working here, but he stepped up in here. We got to say what up to the chief rocker, Jersey Vern. Um, love Jersey. Jersey, obviously, our prayer has been sent up for moms as well. I hope she's feeling better. And definitely, we all hope that she can get home soon, my man. And I uh, hope you're yes doing sir, well. Jerry. And um, we got your back, homie. We got your back.
3: Jerry. Um, the other thing that I wanted to point out is, when's the last time besides this year have you ever, ever heard players speak out about, about Tomlin?
2: Hmm.
3: Up until sure. this year, I never heard players come outside and basically question them. Did he ban starting to do it? Antonio Brown's done it. I mean, it, it, it's. I, I find it interesting, right? That these players that once loved him, you got, you know, Big Ben is basically saying we shouldn't practice, and that, that that Coach Tomlin needs to step up and discipline these um, younger guys. That that right. that hadn't happened before.
0: Oops, sorry, hold on for one somebody second. that loves
3: players. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Um, Let's see if this call catches on. Yeah, it's my friend, brother. <laughs> oh, come on. All right, we're going to try and call him back. Skype's acting weird again.
3: Charlie Batch. Let me give you a list of... Oh, I'll save it one for 10, brother. Okay. Todd Blackwood. Bubby Brister. Neil O'Donnell. Mike Tomzak, Jim Miller. Cordell Stewart. Tommy Machine Gun Nights. Charlie Batch. Dennis Dixon. Okay.
0: you're listening to him right here man the one and only dollars and cents oh man okay i'm sorry i was trying to do some tech stuff with the call there Um, you wanna well you keep talking no no you stay on the line you keep talking again sports done right hanging doing the live show this is what happens when we go live and I'm just taking his number down. I'm going to try and give him a call back here. So um, what else is happening in the world of Reggie?
3: Man, just chilling, man. We're about ready to um, embark on this trip to Texas. So uh, that should be pretty fun. <laughs> um, good, man, you know. Well, dude, you know, and Reggie. speaking
0: of that here, yeah. while I'm dialing numbers, you know, your boy from uh, the the coach there has been mis- mentioned for this Minnesota gig if, the, if we fire our coach. What do you think about that?
3: I think he'd be a good fit, TJ Fleck. He'd be a good fit. Now, you know, I'm going to be honest with everybody. He heard it here. He's not at old and he's cracked up to be kind of, a, kind of a, a, an a-hole, but um, the guy can motivate and the guy can coach. Uh, not a good dude. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think you have to worry about any sort of uh, like uh, Bobby Petrino type stuff, but... Um, yeah, I mean, he could recruit like like no one no one else, but um, I think he'd be a great fit in Minnesota, to be honest with you.
0: Okay.
3: You know, um, there's a couple of interesting things that people don't know about him, but when he took over Western, they were 1-11, right? You know what he did? Three weeks before he took over, he basically um, rev- revoked everybody's scholarship from the previous coach. Hey, Reg, hold on kind of shady, second. man. Yeah.
0: You're trying to call your frat brother here.
3: Yo, hello, Cordell. Yeah, yeah.
4: What's going on, friend? Oh man, I I'm good. I'm uh. I I called in, but it went. Yeah, uh, it got it went a big hey. thing. Well,
0: you got are probably. Hey, actually, Cordell, this is Vince Wright, uh, Reggie's co-host. Man, we actually got you on the air. We were having a little issue with the Skype thing going on. But you are live and direct okay. going worldwide right now with your frat brother, Reggie Lawrence. So first off, yeah. man, I want to welcome you aboard to the show. And thanks for hanging out with us tonight, man.
4: Let me tell you something. I am thrilled to be on the phone with you two cats, man. I'm out here in Los Angeles, man. It's, it's good that we got these different time zones merging together, man. It's good. It's great, man. I'm, I'm happy.
0: Hey, well, first off again, man, thanks for hanging out, joining us, and we hope to hear from you a lot in the future, man, because when I'm hosting this show with your frat brother, man, I take a lot of abuse from yeah. him. You know how he is. He, yep. He's very opinionated. Yep. He won't shut up. He he talks over you to make his point. So it'll be nice to get somebody <laughs> from his past to set him straight.
4: Here we go. Man, I'm, I'm, the I'm the buffer. I'm here to buff. <laughs> I'm here to get in the middle
2: the All right, out.
4: Just
0: out. let's get the buffing. Yes. And okay. So we know how Reggie feels on Tomlin. Um, hey, yeah. And and before, before I get to you, Craig, about how you feel about Tomlin, let me just read. There is a very interesting article, and this is why I wanted Reggie on the show tonight. It's called calling Mike Tomlin Steelers tenure less than great is a massive fail. Couple very quick stats okay. here, and then I'm going to just let you guys get at it here and I know stats are okay. what they are, stats, but I thought it was kind of interesting. The list of active coaches what? with at least 99 career victories and a winning percentage better than 600 is this. Belichick, Mike McCarthy, and Tomlin. Nobody else. Yep. The hmm. an all-time list of coaches okay. who have won their 99th game within 10 seasons, Mike Dicka, McCarthy, Joe Gibbs, Tony Dungy, Don Shula, John Madden, George Seifert and Mike Tomlin the list of coaches who have reached 99 wins within 10 seasons and before their 45th birthdays Don Shula John Madden and Mike Tomlin yep just some interesting stats I'm gonna let you guys get at it um dollars you and uh your frat got the floor
3: yes Cordell what's up man go mob. how you been
4: My baby, I'm great, man. I'm great, man. It's good to hear you two guys. Good to hear you, man. Um, Well, let me just unpack it from the top. Tomlin to me is a a top five coach today in the NFL. He's been his record. The the stats speak for itself. His record speaks for itself. Does he have flaws? Yes. Uh, But as far as I'm concerned, outside of Belichick, who has been in the league for forty years coaching? He's in another category. Everybody else has their own flaws, and as far as I'm concerned, he's just as good as the other uh, coaches who seem to be put next to him or above him. That would be Reed, McCarthy, Carroll. Those, of, uh, those that category, which I believe he's in that category, and he's just to me, he's just as good at, it, and I have no problem with what he's doing. Yes, his clock management can be shaky here and there. Yes, he's a risk taker, but I like that in him. He's grown over the years. He's gotten better. He can still get better. And if he coaches until his 60s, his late 60s, which is where Belichick is at, he can be an all-time great. That's what I'll start with.
3: Okay. So, okay, so Fred,
4: let us start with
3: this. Uh, Can you name some of the quarterbacks that uh, Bill Cowher has had in his tenure? How about let's start there?
4: Okay, we well, let's break it down then. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know you 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 said those quarterbacks and and I, and yes, he's had all those quarterbacks. Coward was also part of picking those quarterbacks, so he's just as responsible for what they did and did not do. That would be Coward at that time.
3: I don't think Coward, so. You're saying Coward drafted Tom Zach and, and Kent Graham and Jim Miller and Charlie Batch. And and, and um, Neil O'Donnell and the likes of these quarterbacks, right? Bobby Brinson. I don't think that's true. I don't think he drafted all those. He also had uh, the no, draft,
4: no, no. He he didn't draft Tom Zach, but he was a part of the process with acquiring everybody else outside of Tom Zach. I believe Tom Zach was with Noel. So he he mm-hmm. he also, for for their success, he can also be there for their failures, and then finally. They draft Big Ben, and then he takes off.
3: So you guys brought up Belichick, and we looked at Tom Brady. M- McCarthy's had uh Aaron, uh Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah, and right. Brett Favre. Yeah, a little
4: bit of Brett and, and Far.
3: Yeah. yeah, okay. And then we have Mike Tomlin, who's had basically a coming about his whole career, his whole tenure. And uh, let me just reference this by saying that I'm not saying that Mike Tom- Tomlin is a bad coach. He is not a great coach, but he's not a, mm-hmm. he's a he's a good coach. I'm just saying that when you look at these three coaches, they've had the luxury of all I've been saying is all have Hall of Fame quarterback. In fact, McCarthy's going to have two, and Tomlin will have one. And um will right. had one Hall of Fame quarterback for one and a half years. That's all I'm, I'm saying is, is that you, can you, uh, you heard me run down a list of the absolute sick defensive players that also tower drafted too, right? Right. So then all I'm just saying, assuming that when you look and you look purely by stats, Tomlin inherited yep. a franchise quarterback he's you know, coming into his the third year, second, third year, and he in, inherited some of the best defensive players that the Pittsburgh Steelers have ever had, I mean, besides the 1970s, you're talking about Paul you know, Deshae Townsend, yeah. Ike Taylor, uh, Casey Hampton, that's all yeah. I'm saying is that I expect Tomlin to have a damn good record when you have that type of talented, talent that you've inherited, and I, now since then, our defense has steadily gone down when you look at the stats under Tomlin, who is a defensive guy, who was supposed to be doing the drafting.
4: Right. Well, see, okay, I like that. That's good. I hear that. Tomlin inherited them, and what did he do? He went to a Super Bowl, and then they won the Super Bowl. Then he went to another Super Bowl, and they lost that Super Bowl against the Packers in 2010. And after that, they completely hit a wall. The players got old quickly. So what does a coach need to do? He needs to revamp. And it took a little longer to revamp the defense. The defense got old quick, uh, quicker than the offense. Um, there was a lot more turnover with the defense. They had a they had a bad draft in 08, and none of those guys panned out. And then a few others along the way didn't pan out. But we can all agree it probably took a little longer to revamp the defense than the Steeler Nation wanted to. But essentially he has definitely revamped it as of right now as we speak. You got three rookies starting, and mixed in with the veterans, and they should be good from here on out for the next few years. But that's what t- that that's what tends to happen when you take over from another coach if that coach is having success up to that point.
0: Hey, Which let me it was, and tower. let me let let me yep. jump in here, gentlemen, for a quick second. Hold on. You
4: are
2: listening to Sports Done sure. Right with your host Vince Wright, uh, right, right here right. on Spreaker.com.
0: Now, I just wanted to get a couple <laughs> of comments in here from the chat room, kind of um get it going here now rc says the steelers went 15 and 1 in 2004 under cowher and lost to the patriots in the afc title game let's not forget that jb jennings says uh to to you reg uh, sounds like dollars holds cowher in high regard he act like cowher ain't never have greg lloyd woodson kevin green etc um let's see here oh you We've got Ninja in here point. as well. Um, let's see here. The argument is hollow because Bill Cowher had top-notch teams with the home field advantage and routinely lost in the first and second round. So he has that's what's in the chat of, he room. He has
3: of Super Bowls that Tomlin has. That's my whole, it, it, Everyone thinks that I'm in love with Cowher, and I'm not. I'm just saying I would hold Cowher. I mean, I wouldn't say Cowher is a better, much better coach than Tomlin, but all I'm saying is Tomlin is not a great coach, and he's better than Cowher either. So all I'm saying is Tomlin has done the same thing where he's he, um, lost in playoff games. Actually, six, seven and six in the playoffs. So it, it's the same thing. For these people here, all I'm explaining to everybody is that Tyler won with defense and average quarterback except for one year. When you have Big Ben, and actually Big Ben was horrible that Super Bowl run, if he run for his defense, they would have lost. Okay. Then Tomlin inherits a fantastic defense and a franchise quarterback. But even then, Fred, talking about the drafting, it's a classic example of um, Tomlin is the same guy that, that got rid of James Harrison, said he was washed up, drafted Jarvis Jones, and he's been a bust. A lot of the drafts have been a bust. Then he brings Harrison back, and then Harrison is, at 37 years old, starting more than Harrison and any of the other linebackers he's drafted. I mean, you trade for a cornerback from Philadelphia, you never play him. It took forever to get the Darius Green on the field. And that's not forget, Fred. Right? What is your opinion on that loss that we had to the Baltimore Ravens last year when everybody was out and they had um, my man from Michigan, Ryan Ballant, come in off the street two weeks, no Suggs, no anybody on that team, and we lost to the Ravens?
4: You know, that loss is really unexplainable. Because like you said, they had a backup in there. We were we were on the road in Baltimore, but you that that is that's definitely something that will always hang with Tomlin, at least in this particular tenure, is his ability to lose to, to sub five hundred teams, and for, for whatever it is, it it is what it is with that, and you know I can't explain mm. that away. They lost that, but we still made the playoffs and went to the playoffs. So I'll, I I I'll, I'll look at that and, and, and make that a flaw, but I'm not I won't condemn him for that. I think he'll yeah. find ways. We This year we've done better against sub 500 teams outside of that win streak. I think we went on a win streak of beating under 500 teams after losing three or four early, this season, current season. Um, but, but to your point about James Harrison, yeah, maybe they thought he was washed up. Maybe James Harrison thought he was washed up. But he came back and he's playing well. Jarvis Jones is not playing well. But for every bad draft pick, I can give you two good ones that are playing right that are playing great that that Mike Tomlin was a part of picking. Matter of fact, everybody on the team that's playing great, Tomlin was a part of picking that outside of Ben because ben he wasn't there when Ben was picked.
3: Right, right. Um, go down? Okay. You can go, well, you can go down
4: the list of ahead. all of them. Antonio Brown. I, you can hang on You can hang on that Antonio Brown pick for decades. That's a six-round pick. That's almost not – I wouldn't put that in the Brady category – But that's almost as great as Brady because this dude was in the sixth round and he's on his way, currently on his way to the Hall of Fame.
0: Hey, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here real quick, Reg. Um, got. It's a couple new people in the chat room here. Got to say what up to our main man out of Columbus, Ohio, run CNC, the Buckeye backer, in here with Ninja as well. Got to say what up to Ninja. Um, he is host of the Underground Railroad Show over on the Real Cast. Want to give a shout out to him. And also. Yeah. We got Shelly B out there with that behind that ain't kicking or is kicking, excuse me. But, folks, also uh, got Cordell. This is Reggie's frat brother. He is joining us from the left coast, LA, Los Angeles, yeah. California, the 90210. Man, yeah. tell your frat brother, Cordell, how it's happening.
4: Well, it's happening all right out here, man. The weather's a little bit better than it is out on the East Coast there. So, uh, I apologize for that. I don't mean to rub it in, but. uh, uh, but it's cold out here, but it's like it's, it's like California cold. It ain't fifty five degrees. You know what I mean? So, uh, but uh, but uh, so yeah, yeah. So I ain't complaining. I ain't go. I know you guys are sitting in some uh, pretty bad weather back there, but um, but now back to the back to what we talking about with the Steelers, man. Um, uh, 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 all I'm saying about hey, look, and, and back to coward. I love coward. Those losses in those championship games, I don't put on. I don't put all that on, on Coward. Matter of fact, the, especially the one with Cordell Stewart, to me, that was Cordell Stewart's fault. Coward had nothing to do with that. That was a winnable game, Cordell Stewart, in 2001 was horrible in that game, and we should have won that game. Um, yeah. The one with Coward with Big Ben, that Ben was just, he, he, hit, he hit the rookie wall, man. He hit the rookie mm-hmm. wall in 2004. That, he just, it, nothing Ben could do in that AFC Championship game against the Patriots. Bill Bill Belichick had him pinned down, so... Again, I I love power. I I don't blame him for them championship losses, at least those two that I mentioned. Um, but I still love Tomlin, man. I I don't really I I put him in that category. Whatever, with but with the other four or five that people say is great. So okay, That's
3: well right. let's let's. So you, look, you, you,
0: oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rich.
3: No, I was say don't forget the uh, the Neil McDonald Super Bowl when he threw not one but two interceptions and he made my man a, a ton of money. in safety from Dallas, remember that Super Bowl. <laughs>
4: I, I do uh, so. That, that's not power yeah. either. That's on Neil Donald's yeah. punk ass. Yeah, <laughs>
3: so, exactly. But go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, wait, hey, I'm going <laughs> to ask you real you know, quick. And I'm going to jump in. I just want to ask you. I was just confused, man, is that I, I thought he was going to blow out um, the defensive coordinator, what's his name, uh, that went over to Tennessee and had been with us forever, running to get the 3-4. I thought he oh, was get LeBeau. rid of him. Yeah, so he gets rid of the bow, but then he promotes his buddy. And I am like, you know, now's the time to start from scratch, but then he decides to run the 3-4 again still. And I didn't understand Yeah, that. That's why I guess I get, I'm confused. And then the bow, your defense is ranked, what, fifth in Tennessee? And, you know, our defense is still struggling. So I was just kind of just, some of the things is kind of, I scratched my head like, okay, you know, do your own thing, but then, you know, it's like sometimes we kind of work in reverse a little bit.
4: Well, you know, Keith Butler was probably going to bounce. He had been waiting for Dick LeBeau to 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 move on. For, I don't know for how many years, a handful of years. And I think it was more of a move to Dick LeBeau. I'm sure they. I'm sure they was very respectful. Dick LeBeau is a legend in Pittsburgh. I'm sure they wasn't like, hey, you know, out of here. I'm sure they probably told LeBeau, I think it's time for Butler to move up. Um, and LeBeau was probably like, okay, well, I still want to coach, but I understand and. Um, and he and he moved on, and Butler moved up, and, and this happened to be in a transition. Last year was Butler's first year, so it, we were still transitioning with the defense. So I think what is happening is what would have happened if LeBeau was still here. It, today, is like it was still in a transition period. Rookies had to get better. Okay. You had to draft another draft. So I, I just think what's happening is it's just natural. LeBeau is doing well in Tennessee, but Tennessee ain't even in the playoffs. So, you
0: know. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, hey, I, hey, oh. I hear you. And again, uh, sports yeah. done right Tuesday night. Um, let's do this, yeah. man, because, um, you know, we've been talking about Tomlin and Pittsburgh here for a while. Hey, um, Cordell, can you hang through the break for a minute?
4: Sorry, I'm here for how long you uh, need me, man. I'm, perfect, I'm chilling. Man. I'm out here. So, all right, let's break. do this.
0: Let me just get a quick break in here. When we come back, let's end the show with some college football talk. Obviously, we got the playoffs going this weekend. You know, I got some notes here on uh, Ohio State. Ironically, since we got Ninja and Run CNC in here, you know, does Washington have any prayer? You know, let's just kind of get into that after the break, if that's cool.
4: Yeah, let's do it. I'm down.
0: Let's talk it up. Okay, folks, we will be right back with Reggie and Cordell and yours truly, Vince Wright, the sports governor from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul little sports done right for you here on Tuesday night. We're going to keep it uh, going on the break here. Uh, Paying homage to the late, great George Michael. One of my favorite cuts. uh, Definitely helped the Gov get a little action back in the day. A little too funky. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. We'll be back in three minutes. Coming back in 30, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah! You stop playing with that radio, you
1: The votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. <laughs> the people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show.
0: going on, everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor. Great state of Minnesota. Putting five on it with Cordell and Reggie all the way from the left coast. Almost to the east coast yeah. with Reggie in Michigan. What's going on, fellas? Hey,
3: real quick. um, Dale, why, why don't you give everybody real quick where they can find you, what's your uh, – you, oh, yes. you just don't go by the name of Cordell Pace. Um, you know, you, you're moniker. And, oh, yeah. and let everybody know a little bit more about you, brother, what you've been doing out there in, um, on oh. the left coast.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, I'll keep it, I'll keep it quick. I know we don't have a lot of time, but yeah, I'm Cordell Pace, A.K.A. Joker Pace. I'm a comedian. I'm also a DJ, a house DJ, and I do stand up all oh, mainly on the in, on the West Coast right now, out here in, in this region. And I also I'm an up and coming house DJ in, in the dance world. You can just go to my website and you can get all the information you need on me, Jokerpace.com, J-O-K-E-R p a c e dot com and you can and there's a page from my comedy career and there's a page from my music career there and I got two different facebook pages that you can follow me on if you want to laugh or if you want to dance and you know and, and if you want my number and you want to get smashed you can come over and you're a girl come out here to the west coast no I'm joking about that um, but uh, <laughs> i'm kind of half joking I'm kind of half serious with that too no 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 but anyway jokerpate.com dot com Jokerpace.com, if you want to just get in on, on what I'm about, and uh, man, you know, I don't want to take too much of my time, your time, with that, but yeah, yeah, you can, you can follow yeah, me take there.
0: Take your time, man. Take your time. It ain't no rush. We and, and we want people yeah, no, to get, at you and, and to get yeah. at you and fault. You know, see what you're doing.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. on, on Facebook on comedy? I'm under my name, Cordell Pace, and then under on Facebook under my DJ career, I'm under uh, Pace. The DJ P A C E, the DJ. So that's my Facebook group for DJ, and then my regular name, Cordell Pace, for comedy on Facebook, man. And y'all can catch me there, man. If you ever out here on the West Coast, whoever's listening, you we out, you know, and you in California, we can meet up. I'll show you around, take you to some shows, and um, we can kick it. And then when I'm back in on the, uh, in the Midwest, I'm gonna get with my boy Reg, man, because I ain't seen him in like decades man we go get together we go run out hey, here and run over ju-
0: some let me jump in here brother and i didn't mean to interrupt you because here's the thing my frat yeah. my frat brother usually calls in um and then reggie gets after him and he kind of gets after my frat brother to get the kind of the the down low about me and whatnot so let me ask you brother k yeah. give us some good yeah. shit on mr reggie over here Um, you know, we kind of get a a certain angle of him, this sports talk guy, you know, the Pittsburgh fan, the Cleveland Cavalier dude, but what was he like back in the frat and, and, and even more so give us the truth on how he did the step show, man, because I I saw the video. I thought I was looking at one of Jerry's kids out there, but that's just me.
4: (laughs) No, let me tell you, man, it was, it, it was, uh, it was eight of us online pledging and uh, and 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 when it comes to the step shows, let me tell you, I got I got to get up. Reg. Reg had rhythm, and he was bringing the heat. You know, it was only like four of us that actually could bring it, it, it out of our line and pledged and went over and and did the step show. The other four were like they had two left feet. But but of the four <laughs> that could make it, Reg was always there. He was always at practices, man. And he I think he was in every show. I think I missed one or two, but. Reg was no joke on the stepping, man. He passionate brother, man. Well, I've been knowing Reggie, man, since elementary school. So we go oh, wow. way back wow. before college. Okay. Man, yeah, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We go way back, man. We were Stiller fans, and we would, and, you know, I would hang out in his crib, man, and uh, play basketball, hanging with his mother, his brother, his sister, man. It was and cool. Bone Thugs, Harmony, one his cousins. I met him once, didn't even know he wasn't Bone Thugs, and he was just a thug. But um, <laughs> he <laughs> wow. added bone. And, well, he added bone and harmony later but, There you go. but uh <laughs> but he was good no no reg is all man he passionate man you you know he is so he uh he, he gonna give you the real man so reg is he legit man he, hey, he legit
0: let me ask you this man because we had jackie on the show uh reg's sister came on the show one yep. night and and quite honestly blew away everybody man she I think she's the small the smartest uh, sports brain in the family. Um Okay. She can't be if she followed the Browns. Oh jeez. There there we go. There we go. But let me ask you this about brother Reggie. Now I, I give him crap and I guess I gotta give you a little crap. You guys are Cleveland dudes, but you're Steeler fans. Obviously the Arch Ryan yeah. How how did that happen for you, man? I mean you obviously you're growing up in the Cleveland area. How did you hook up with the, I know, uh, I know. the hated Steelers?
4: Man, let me tell you, man, I've been answering this question for the longest. You know, when I graduated from college and, and I went to Chicago and then from there I came to L.A., I swear people have been asking me that. And I, I think it happened because I got family in Pittsburgh. My mom's brother uh, lives in Pittsburgh. He's lived in Pittsburgh my whole life growing up. So, And I used to visit every now and then when I was very really little and then all the way up until I left to go to college. So I guess at some point when I was young, five or six, or something like that, I, I guess it just permeated in my brain when I used to go over there and watch the game on TV. Because then when I came back, man, you know, I, I, whatever those, one of those visits, I came back to Cleveland, and I said to myself, man, I don't know why I'm bullshitting with these browns, but we need to get in on this black and gold. <laughs> I mean, that's why. what so- These cardiac kids ain't saying nothing. You know what I mean? So, I so that's how I guess that's how it happened, man. And I just went to school and just started saying, telling everybody, "Hey, I'm down with um, I'm down with the Steelers." And I mean, Reggie and I met. I don't know what grade we met, but we met, and he was doing his thing with the Steelers. And bam, that's just how it happened.
0: All right, cool. Go ahead, Reggie. I just had to get uh, get a couple answers from your frat brother. Oh, no, we're cool,
3: man. You, you, uh, you know, you, I'm talking a little bit about the uh, Ohio State. You my man, you know, frat uh, brother. You know, by the way, we have another frat brother in the chat room. It's uh Buta, by the way, Dale. So we got a lot of signals, actually, that oh. tune in the dead food chain whatnot. Oh, word. Okay, okay. No, that's all good. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I'm going to check him out.
3: But uh, great, Vince. Uh, we talking about the uh, picks as far as uh, yeah, man. Words. Let's talk uh, about this.
0: Yeah, this weekend here, man, because I got some information here. Uh, um, and here's the thing: three reasons why Clemson will win the college football playoffs. Five reasons why Ohio State will win the playoffs. I'm going to start with Ohio State here. I'm just going to go through uh, one through five, and we'll kind of discuss there. Whoops, hold on. We got something in the background there. Is that – oops. All right, there we go. Okay, so number one, they have the talent. Um, Whoops. Somebody doing something with the phones? I think that's your – Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay.
4: (laughs) Maybe it's on my end. Okay, I'm good. I'm good.
0: Okay, um, so now Ohio State says here they have the talent, um, 12 players chosen in the NBA draft, um, first 10 picks, five in the first round, yada, yada. Number two, they talk about JT Barrett doesn't turn the ball over. Now, over the last three seasons, it says Ohio State's quarterback has thrown over 800 passes, um, only 19 interceptions of those 22 turnovers. 11 of them came in 2014, so... It's something he doesn't do. Obviously, number three, Urban Meyer wins big games. We know that. Number four, I find interesting, and um, I'm going to ask Reggie and uh, Cordell, I I don't know if you're an Ohio State guy, but it says here the defense can score too, and it talks about Ohio State's um, turning over, uh, you know, making things happen and whatnot. Um, And then it just says they have the experience, and obviously that goes with the quarterback who I think is one of the best in the country. How do you guys think Ohio State matches up in against Clemson?
3: Hmm, I'm gonna say it really quick. Um, for me, I mean, you know, Ohio State has, has a lot of athletic ability when it comes to the defense. If that defense, which is pretty young, and step up. I, you know, I think they got a great shot. The problem is, um, JT Barrett is going to have to throw the ball, and he's going to have to make some deep plays. That's been his weakness. Um, obviously, once the Houston uh coach left Ohio State as OC um if he can't pick on the ball then I, I think that they're going to lose so for me do you think they're going to have to step up and JT is going to have to hit some deep plays and, and make some throws in order for Ohio State to really have a chance that's my personal opinion on watching everything
4: yeah I, I feel you on that I think that um I don't follow them as, as as much as you guys do, especially as much as Reggie do, but I I follow enough to know that I love the defense. Uh I know they got some young players on the team. I I, I think they're lucky to to got to got into the, the top 4, but I don't think they score enough and and and, and can put enough pressure downfield passing to uh to really stay with Clemson uh in the second half of the game and and into the end of the game. They just can't put up enough points and um I think Clemson'll eventually just outscore them. Um, and they're just a better flu have more fluidity on offense and and I'm just not a fan of that that buckeye offense to be honest man they they okay but I'm just not impressed with the, you know what they can do and um and and how they can get into the end zone but I do love their D and I think they'll be a better team next year you know I think they're a little y- a year ahead of where they probably should be but um but I, I do expect Clemson to win that game uh, you know to be honest it's just just be real about it and that's how I look at it
0: Let me ask you guys something about Clemson here. Um, Since the Pittsburgh game, when Pittsburgh beat them, obviously, they've been very focused, been a different team in my opinion. Let me talk about Clemson here and kind of the reasons that they have for Clemson to, to win this thing. Number one reason they have pros, pros, pros as well. Um, recruiting rankings matter when it comes to winning national championships. Go ahead, take a look at the last half dozen national title winners. Um, Then it goes into Clemson here. They talk about Deshaun Watson. He's going to be a first-round pick at quarterback. Um, Their wide receiver, Mike Williams, could be the first wide out taken in the draft next year. Um, Another reason that they talk about Clemson, and as I kind of talked about here, thanks to Pittsburgh, Clemson might be playing its best football right now. And then, lastly, um, well, actually, those are really the main reasons. Uh, another reason it has here: the Tigers should they get the opportunity match up well against Alabama. So, gentlemen, what do you think about Clemson's overall chances of taking the whole thing here?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, what I said is that you know you you have um, been in the system you know for three years now. So uh, he's very very familiar with that system, the coaching staff, and, and whatnot. So um, I think what's going to be interesting is, is the going to see Ohio State speed, I think that may uh, you know kind of short circuit him, or it may take him a little while to get used to that. Um, but uh, the one thing about Urban Myers is when you give him enough time, he can scheme and hopefully get his quarterback ready. But like Cordell said, I, they're they're a veteran, they're they're older, more upperclassmen. Um, and, and they may just have too many horses to uh, not only score on Ohio State, but the defense actually you know, wear Ohio State out and, and shut JT down. So, I mean, I, I kind of can see it going that way. But uh, what about you, down?
4: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think, yeah, it, it'll be a wear down eventually. And I, I think, you know, it, it might be a turnover, turnover or two with, with Barrett. I know he can throw some picks here and there or maybe fumble. I mean, he's a smaller guy. so. Sometimes he he tends to you know drop the ball or or you know maybe throw a pick that he can't see. He's not very tall at all, so I think Clemson will take advantage of that and and move on. And then it's a rematch. With I mean I guess we all expect Alabama to to to, to run over Washington. Um, uh, and the rematch should be it was a great game last year, and I, it should be another good game this year. Um, I, I, it might be something where you know who got who has the ball last in terms of Clemson against Alabama. Um, I, I think that might be the best way for them to um, – Clemson to, to take it. Uh, I, I would still give Saban the edge in that game just because he's Saban. Uh, I don't like him, but, hey, he's a great coach. Um, if, they, if there is a rematch between the two teams, you uh, you got to give the edge to uh, Alabama going into the game. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if Clemson ended up winning that game in the championship 45-33 to 33 or whatever, something like that, something close um, – and pulling it out. I mean, they almost pulled it out last year. So, um, uh, but hey, nothing against the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes—they'll be okay. They—they'll retool. They get—they'll get probably get a a more drop back style quarterback that can push the ball down the field next season. And and they'll be, you know, they'll be a, a team to reckon with uh, in twenty seventeen.
0: Well, l- let me jump in here and let's take it over to Washington because again, I'm not really focusing on Bama because. You know, Alabama gets the press. We all know what Bama's done this year. They're phenomenal. Uh, they got a, a dual-threat quarterback finally that's that's just phenomenal. Um, but now let's turn to Washington because when I was Googling how does Washington beat Alabama, it took a while for some stuff to come back. Okay. Um, I printed yeah. out a story from the Huffington Post of all places, their sports area. Really? Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what I said, too. I had to go to the Huffington Post to find, as this article Mm -hmm. says here, three reasons why the Washington Huskies will beat heavily favored Alabama. So let's kind of get into this here. First off, Alabama's a 16-point spread. And by the way, my Gophers just scored going up 16-6 to on Washington State, point after attempt forthcoming. So let's, okay, here we go here. I'm just going to read from this story, guys, and you tell me what you think here as we're heading into home stretch here, sports done right. Quarterback edge. Despite a sluggish two-game stretch, Washington sophomore quarterback Jake Browning has thrown touchdown passes at a higher rate than anyone else in NCAA history. He has tossed a Huskies record 42 touchdown passes, to go along with his 176.5 quarterback ranking, the fifth best in college football. Browning, who also holds the national prep record for touchdown passes, was the rare recruit who spurned Alabama's offer. We knew the team would be really good this year, in large part because Browning plays just like Peterson catches. Um, And I'm just kind of skimming through here uh let's see here it's true that Alabama has the best defensive line in college football and perhaps the best player too in supremely gifted defensive tackle Jonathan Allen uh who is uh the winner of the Chuck Bednarik award but Mm -hmm. the Tides freshman quarterback Jalen Hurts has proved the dual threat as we were talking about as well but then it gets into the turnover uh, margin here and the fact that Washington State or excuse me Washington can pull off the big play now there's no way I'm going against Bama in this game doesn't mean I would love to see Washington pull off the shocker by you know as I'm not a Bama fan but gentlemen uh, what are your thoughts here on Washington and I mean is there any chance that they take down Bama to get to the championship game
3: I swim in none, man. Um, For me, the only way I think it's going to be possible is that first off, is Washington plays uh, a simple spread it out, no huddle, and they try to wear Alabama down. And then the only other way I think they they have an opportunity is somehow they basically force the freshman quarterback to throw the ball. Those are, to me, the only way that's going to be possible, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think Alabama's just going to roll. They're too big, too strong, and they're just going to wear Washington down. That's in my opinion. I think they're going to beat them by at least 30, maybe 30-some points.
0: Ooh, wow, okay. Uh, Cordell, how do you feel on this one? You're out there in the Pac-12 country.
4: Yeah, I am. I am, and I've had a chance to watch them. um, And uh, the quarterback, uh, I've I've seen him, and, yeah, he's put up some big numbers. Um, But I do know that front seven can get after any quarterback in the country, that being Alabama's front seven, and I think they will get to him, if if he doesn't turn the ball over, they can stay in the game. Now, that that's a huge if, because man, look, I mean, some are some are saying that 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 Alabama de- defense this year might be his best defense he's ever had. So, um, yeah, with terms of just absolutely. their old, yeah, yeah, and I haven't seen a lot of the team, but I mean, I, just just off the highlights, they're a beast. So. I think they're gonna. I think they will get to him eventually. He just can't turn the ball over. If they, if he doesn't turn the ball over, it, you know, and they can push, and they can push and, and get in the end zone, then they, they can hang with him. What I don't know a lot about is the, is the Husky defense. I, I, in terms of just, I don't know how great they are. Um, if they can stop Alabama, because, uh, but, but to Reggie's point, maybe they, maybe they're not. Because if Reggie's expecting them to put up thirty, then. Maybe that that Husky defense might not be all that, which means then you know they they can't win that game realistically.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree, um, guys. Let me ask you this: Here is I got um, just a couple minutes left in the show. Um, Reggie and Cordell Frab brothers, and lifelong friends. Um, first off, Cordell, thank you for joining us, man. I really, really, really appreciate it. And hey, you got the number, man. Feel free to get at us anytime. Uh, Me and Reggie, we do the Sports and More show usually on Sunday evenings, um, which would be at 4 p.m. your time. So that's when me and Reggie usually get at it on Sunday afternoons. But he always has the open invitation on my show as well, as do you, sir. So I really appreciate you hanging out with us, man.
4: Oh, no, I would definitely be calling back in. We got the playoffs coming up with the NFL and the NBA, and even throw some hockey in there. We I do it all, man. let uh, uh, hey,
0: we, we can talk hockey. Cause oh, yeah. I'm in Minnesota. Uh, we got the Wild eleven or ten in a row. I am a Blackhawks fan, yeah. so I still got hatred for them LA Kings out there, man. So we can definitely talk about that. Yeah,
3: yeah, well, yeah we can do for real it. I'm a Kings fan. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, hey, yeah, Gail, I was telling. Uh, uh, i sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Brad.
4: Oh, no, no, no. I would, just, I would just co-sign on what you said. Go ahead.
3: No, I'm also going to say, man, it'd uh, be nice if you get an opportunity, man, to drop box some, uh, some of your mixes, man. We've got a bunch of DJs in our squad, oh. and, uh, man, it'd That's be cool. awesome if you could, um, you know, be more than happy to play your mixes and, then you know, get it out to everybody, brother. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop box it tonight, man. I, 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 you know, whatever the link is, I'll send it to you, man. Y'all can play them. Man, they—they, they, uh, I would love for you guys to spread the love out there because house music is not very big in the Midwest, man. I would love to introduce you guys to what real dance music is, man. You know, so as far as I'm concerned, not not that EDM shit, but some house, music, some good stuff.
0: <laughs> no, no, Tiesto, <laughs> so, none of that stuff.
4: <laughs> no, nah, man, that's 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 butter. That's that's real buttery. That's like that's uh w- w- that's just fly by the night stuff. I ain't hating on them. Those guys make good money. They spend it, but it, I, it once you. Feel and listen to what I'm, what I consider house music, and which what really is house music. That EDM came out of this, out of house music. Then you can get a better understanding of real what, what real dance music is. And so, um, um, yeah, you might, you still might not like it, but I would love for you guys to really get an understanding of what dance music and what it came out of, and where where it began, and then where it's at now. Then you can see the difference between the two. So I'll send it to you. Just let me know where to send it.
0: Yeah,
3: definitely, and then, you know, um, pretty soon, too, um, um, I just started, that was the first show, but my show's also going to, you know, talk about DJ and music and stuff like that, so um, I will, you and I will get on, and what we'll do is maybe just kind of go back and forth man. talk music in between breaks, you know, we'll um, play some of your tracks and whatnot, so that'll be a good time, and hopefully I'll get you on for sure, and uh, I'll get you on my show, and I'll play play your music, man, you know, an hour or two, and just let it go. (laughs)
4: So you can expose no, it, right? I'm down. I'll dry. Hey, I'm on, on both of y'all shows anytime, man. it's a little early out here for me, so it's, it's always good. I can still, you know, go out and do, you know, do my thing. You know, after I get on you the know show what, with y'all, Cordell, so it's, it's before, I let
0: you, before I let you get out of here, man, that's the best thing about living out there on the left coast, man. Especially in football season, yeah. waking up, them games are already going eight thirty nine in the morning games are over at like seven at night you still feel like you kind of got a little time in the weekend and everything and that's i I trust me man me and you gonna be neighbors before life is through
4: (laughs) hey it it took a while for me to get used to a 10 a.m game it takes a while man but after what after about a good half a year you you be like yeah that's great because you know it's although there's people drinking beer and eating burgers at 10 a.m at these bars out here it's kind of strange to see all that but um uh, but, nah, man, it's good. You can get up and do your thing, man, and watch a game. It's 830. All the games are over. You can still go out and catch you a hooker. So let cool, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey,
0: again, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Cordell. Have a great week. Happy holidays to you, man. Be safe out there, and we will talk to you real soon. Uh, all right. Good oh, on, yeah, no
4: doubt. Hey, that good, friend. Th- thanks for the vine, man. Peace. All right,
0: please. All right, Reggie, uh, as always, brother, I appreciate you stopping by, getting into the Steelers, getting into Tomlin. Um, I'm going to let you go. Um, Again, I really appreciate you popping in here, man.
3: Yes, sir, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, we will look to uh, be in Texas, so um, we mainly want to. Do something possibly Thursday evening.
0: We'll
3: chat. We'll chat. Because, we'll you you know. you
0: get it figured out. You just kind of let me know your schedule because you, I want you guys to go down there because Dallas is a great town, homie. Go have fun with your woman and enjoy, uh, as Carla would say, the president of the, what does she call it, the Big Booty White Girls Club or whatever.
3: Something
0: <laughs> like that. Her and Angie <laughs> acting, yeah, uh, acting like fools. <laughs> oh <laughs> all right I'm all right man well hey you have a good one i'll talk to you later man
3: all right later.
0: Peace. all right folks that was reggie lawrence you know him you love him he is dj dollars and cents well we've come to a, the end of another show it looks like washington state has scored possibly a touchdown are they reviewing this here and about there's about 15 seconds left so gopher should hold on um, Gopher fans, now's the time. It looks like they're going to win the Holiday Bowl. Let's see if the coach can retain his job. And uh don't forget now because apparently the police have uh reopened their investigation into what happened that day over or that night over on campus as well. Vince Wright, the Sports Gov is on it, but I'm going to get on out of here tonight. We're going to hit you with one last George Michael the the classic, the one you all been waiting for out there. The one that was on all the make-out tapes. The one, well, you know what it is. Careless Whisper, the one and only George Michael, um, died 53 only. Um, again, he had had some issues with some drugs and whatnot in the past. 2016, Killing the Year of the Music, man. It is just ridiculous. Um, obviously, we talked about Carrie Fisher earlier. Um, born into Hollywood royalty. kind of had issues with her mom coming up Um, she was a real funny lady enjoyed her in the blues brothers that little uh, spot she had in there obviously she's the princess leia that we all grew up with so for that i'm gonna get on out of here i want to thank every one of you guys in the chat room i don't have time to go through all the names as you know but trust me y'all it really means a lot to me that you guys take time out to hang out I try and do the same for the other shows as well. Sometimes life gets in the way, but we all support each other. And that's what I like about doing this great thing. So I appreciate everybody out there saying great show, good show. Uh, Grego and his trolling ass out there as well. Make sure you uh, follow XSquadAffiliates.com. Um, we got all of our shows on there. Too many at this point to even get through. I'm going to have to write them down to go through them all proper on the next show um we got jungle or uh, jungle brother he popped in he hit me off on christmas with a nice little text so i noticed jungle brother's been getting back into the mix here check him out real cast rangers along with the uh, other real cast ranger um that ninja and as you know he is the host of the underground railroad show again on spreaker.com as well so let's get it started man george michael gonna take us home with the classic Mm, i'm out of here One last one for you, Boosa. Just had to sneak it in. Good night, everybody. Have a good one. Appreciate the love.